Welcome back to TFE, a weekly news podcast in which we give our thoughts, feelings, and emotions on latest gaming, film, tech, streaming, and other random crap we feel like. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined with you, as always, by our co-host, Danny. Yes, it's a week. It's a week? It's been a week. Well, yes, it is a weekly news show, so... Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your input, as always. Let's get on with the show. In this week's episode, we are talking about Spider-Man breaking records, faceplates are finally coming to the PS5, and there's too much stuff involving NFTs, as always. Mm. But first of all, we are going into rapid reviews, and we're talking about Hawkeye Episode 5. They made me care, but not about Hawkeye. (laughs) I 100% agree. I'm actually excited for the finale of this show, but I don't care anything to the main characters. (laughs) No, I like Yelena and Kate Bishop, and that beginning bit was just all I needed, and then I'm done. <laughs> to be fair, that was a very good moment. I did enjoy it. Do you want some macaroni and cheese, Dan? It was a very good moment. <laughs> that was actually a really good moment. That's probably one of the best moments of the whole of Marvel this year. Well, it's a callback to Black Widow, where she liked mac and cheese as a child. I didn't actually know that. I didn't really clock it's it. It's the bit where she's talking to her mom, and she's like, can I get some mac and cheese? And her mom's like, no, 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 we're going to have this meal. And it's like, oh, but I really wanted mac and cheese. It's the family bit at the beginning. I mean, I love Yelena. She just still is a show. Yeah. I just want Kate Bishop and Yelena going around hunting Black Widows. That might happen. You never know. I don't know where she's going to appear next. Spider-Verse. Because <laughs> she's Gwen Stacy. Ah, yes, she is. I, I, honestly, I forgot about that. Nope. Again. I, As I mentioned in our review of Arcane, I also did not realize she was the voice of Vi in Arcane. So... That's not out yet, though. That would be a TV onus. When is that coming out, Danny? Wednesday. <laughs> so, depending on when you're watching this, it will either be coming out in a couple of days, or it's out already, and you should check it out, because Arcane is the greatest show of all time, of this year. At least, anyway. Yes. And there's been some stuff tough competition this year. We'll get into it in our best and worst of the year. Um, but Hawkeye, it does seem to be building up for a somewhat of a finale. Yep. Um, I'm going to just talk about spoiler straight up right now. They finally revealed Kingpin. Kingpin. The same version as in the Daredevil series. Dan, say it again. Just say the name again. Kingpin. Yeah, there you go. Did I say it wrong you again? Fight. Yeah, you. No, you finally learned. You haven't put the G at the end of it. Yeah, I actually. Kingpin. Uh, I'm pretty sure ping. I cut it out a few times last episode where I kept saying it wrong and I just had to cut it out. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. You leave it in. Leave your mistakes <laughs> in. Don't censor yourself, Dad. Let the audience hate you. No, I censor myself as much as I can. If, if I know I've made a mistake somewhere, I will try my hardest to cut it out. But you'll leave mine in, yeah? Not always. Most of the time I don't. Oh. Don't censor me, Dan. I will censor you always. But anyway, episode five, probably the best episode of Hawkeye. Once again, no one cares about Hawkeye. It's not difficult. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> difficult, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. But basically, um... the episode that had Hawkeye in the list is the best episode. <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing a review of the show? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. It comes so, out next year. After is it all next year? Stuff. Yeah, it's next year. We're going to leave it time to simmer and everyone to forget it exists, and then we're going to review it. Yes, it's a logical idea, yeah? Yeah, I I can find out when exactly if you want to move on to the next. Yeah, we'll move on anyway. We go on to stream that movie news into my head, and the biggest news of the week is Spider-Man No Way Home has released... It has blown everyone's minds. We're not going to spoil anything here at all. If you want to listen we to us... We have a spoiler review. Yep, spoiler review. It came out on our podcast, TBO, last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Go check that out if you have seen it. Hawkeye's spoiler review will come out on the 8th of January. Um, just a non-spoiler review. We both enjoyed it. You should go check it out. Yes. 
It's a very good. There is a Spider-Man in it. Yes, it's a good fan service. It's a good fan fan service film. Yeah, Tom Holland gets his dick out. <laughs> that would make sense if you uh, watch our TV show. People in my audience really wanted Tom Holland to get his dick out. Yeah, okay, you don't have to spoil it, right? We just left it simmer, right? That's comedy. No, there's there's a story that they need to go and get backstory for, but I just cut it short a bit, and now okay, they fine. have to anyway, go and have the simmer. This like, show... They've enjoyed the lovely meal. They need to now go back and listen to the process of how that meal happened. Okay, cool. Thanks. This film has come out during the pandemic a new variant coming out, but that does not seem to be slowing it down. It has got the third biggest global debut ever. It's currently setting up. Even Dan went to go see it, even though he's a paranoid beef. I actually changed cinema screen to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> but it is currently sitting at 587 million? Mm-hmm. In five days. Which is absolutely... Oh, less than five days. No, four days. Four days. This is extraordinary. I think you have won the bet of it being the first... No, because there's a Chinese movie that is very close to like 903 million, but it did come out in February, so it might have stopped. That's quite funny. <laughs> but yeah, the top global box office of this year is two Chinese films, Fast and Furious 7 and um, James Bond. And something else. It's crawling up there, though, but I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Yeah, I mean... it's fantastic i think well the best opening weekend ever was for avengers endgame mm-hmm. this was poised to beat that but i guess pandemic is slowing it down a little yeah but i think it i think it will it might actually get to two billion funny enough i reckon word of mouth will speed this along because i think the pandemic will slow it down but people will still get to see it also this film won't be going to disney plus two months after release no that's yeah that's Although it will be going to Netflix at some point, so... Yeah, but that'll be two months. It's probably going to be more like six months. Yeah, but Netflix will get it at some point. Yeah. Because as we spoke about in an ages ago podcast, Dis- uh, Netflix and Sony struck a deal, and then immediately after, Disney struck a deal for when it comes off Netflix to have it come onto Disney+. Plus. So... Reckoning the Spider-Man news entirely. Mm-hmm. News. Let's move on to some DC. We'll walk past it. We'll we'll go over what I said. So from Marvel to DC, I have completely messed up the link altogether. How the fuck did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) It still works, but (laughs) how did you do that? Um, I can can, can figure it out. DC's Blue Beetle shifts from HBO Max to theatrical release and will launch in 2023. Yeah, so this was one of those straight-to-HBO Max uh, movies that no one really cared about except now that HBO has kind of gone, right, we did it for a year, releasing everything on um, streaming at the same time as theatrical, and now we don't want to do that anymore, so we're going to start releasing stuff that we said was going to be on HBO Max and push it out anyway. See if we can get a bit more money. Well, I feel like they're doing the Marvel treatment of getting a B or C-list character and then giving them a full-fledged movie to make my household name. They'll just make him like Batman, though. Because DC only understands Batman. That is true. And even then fucks it up. I still hope... This is coming out on August 18th, 2023. Okay, yeah, to be fair, that's a year year and a half after Batman, so... Mm -hmm. People want more Batman at that point. But it's just a guy with tech and gadgets and shit like that. It is true. I think Blue Beetle is a cool character. I mean, I've seen the concept art because that got released ages ago and it looks all right, but I'm like, eh, 
They gotta show me what. Oh, it's the f- uh, fil- first film about a Latino superhero as well. So, oh wow! Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I suppose like, I said, there's only been comics, on it really? So I look. Oh, I've got it completely wrong. There've only been TV shows in live action. Hmm. Because I, mean, I remember. I don't know anything about. Oh, is Blue Beetle on the DC TV side? Because they usually use that as a testing ground to where all their stuff comes to the movies. Like, oh, we had Harley Quinn, we had the Joker, we had the Flash, we had the Arrow guy, we had mm. uh, Deathstroke. We'll use this as a testing ground to see if people like these characters, and then we'll give them a movie if they're really well received. I don't think so. I think because DC and Warner Brothers, they seem to be now giving the directors more creative vision. If you look at what James Gunn did with Suicide Squad, regardless if you liked it or not, it was a very James Gunn film. Mm. And they're sort of giving the... They also asked James Gunn what he wanted to direct. They didn't say, could you direct Suicide Squad? They said, okay, we want you for a film. Direct whatever you want. Yeah. So maybe they've done the same here. They've got the director for it, and the di- they just asked the director, what film do you want to direct? And they've just gone, Blue Beetle, for whatever reason. Yeah, do we know who is directing it? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think it has a director yet. Maybe not. That seems very dangerous to be making a film without casting a director yet. Or no well, they had, director. Well, they've, they've finally managed to get their flash. Oh, no, it is. Wait, no. Screenplay. Blue Beetle is set to be helmed by director Angel Manuel Soto, who directed Charm City Kings, based on a screenplay by Gareth Dunnett Alscorsa. Butchered those names. But, I mean, this is probably going to be better than the Flash movie, because the Flash movie has been in development hell for fucking forever. So, like, I want to just let people remember how many directors The Flash has, or has had. That film that film cannot be good. People love it for the same reason they love Spider-Verse. Well, not Spider-Verse, Spider-Man No Way Home. But it would just be a lesser version, <laughs> because there's nostalgia of... Yeah, but having things. so many directors, it will have the the Justice League problem. No, because it never started filming. It was just oh, it okay. had so, so many just pre-production. Yeah, pre-production shit. It might be right then. Might be okay. God, people are really angry at Disney for not releasing movies that no one gave a shit about. Yeah, yeah, people get angry at things. Because I've just seen. Oh yeah, the Ridley Scott movie. They didn't promote it. The uh, Guillermo del Toro movie. They didn't promote it. Uh, the other movie that also came out this year. They didn't promote it. Well, yeah, one's about rape and a bunch of fighting. One's a really weird, obscure um, horror thing. And the other one is also very obscure. Like, they're not going to do well no matter what. <laughs> well, we're talking about rape horror. Harvey Weinstein. Yep, that is true. Harvey Weinstein threatened to replace Peter Jackson with Quentin Tarantino on Lord of the Rings. Yeah, this was just like one of those things where you go, imagine the world we'd live in if this was our version of The Lord of the Rings. Just a hyper-stylized, violent death movie. Would you have preferred it, Dan? Because I know you haven't been the biggest fan on The Lord of the Rings. No, it's not I've not been the biggest fan of Lord of the Rings. It's that I haven't completed the trilogy. Ah. How much are you up to? You second? I've seen five minutes of The Two Towers. Right. Okay. And is that it? That, that I mean, I watched the first one. I mean, I'm up to that point. I mean, like chronologically, right? Of when okay. it was released. So, seen none right. of the Hobbits. You don't need to watch the Hobbits. I haven't even watched the last Hobbit. Yes, yeah, so I tried. Me. I tried, man. I was 
I fell asleep during the first one. I, I, uh, they're so crap. I really didn't enjoy them. But yeah, that was just a world we live in. A rapist didn't like Peter Jackson and wanted to put Quentin Tarantino for some odd reason. I would like to see Quentin Tarantino's take, but I mean, I like Peter Jackson's, so. Well, I'm Tarantino we has version. a very unique style. Oh, yeah, it'd be quite boring for a lot of it, and then uh, massive violence at the end, which I enjoy, because it's just a lot of violence. Yeah, I don't think it would have worked, you know. It could have, but it would have been real weird. Um, and then speaking of things that probably won't work. Dan, Mega Man is getting a movie at Netflix. Have you ever played a game with Mega Man in it? No. Actually, no. Yeah, that's a lie. I have. I played maybe one or two as a child. I think I own one. I mean, it's it, that's a fine franchise. I've watched... I think Astro Boy is like very similar to Mega Man in terms of like character and weapons and stuff like that. So I, I, have, I have watched something similar along the lines. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Netflix doesn't have the best track record of movies. They make pretty forgettable movies. Although the animation, if this is an animation, because it's probably not going to be live action, they might do all right. That's true. I mean, a lot of people wrote of Arcane. Mm. And Inside Job. And a lot of Netflix stuff. But then again, it depends on what style they go for. If they go super nice animation, or they go classic Netflix animation... Where it's like Big Mouth and all of that shit. Or the Rick and Morty style of animation that everyone loves to copy. That cheap sort of easy to do style. Well, it depends. Because easy to do style is fine if the content is still worth it. For example, Inside Job. Yeah, I like Inside Job. Yeah, I liked Inside Job. But I'm like... (sighs) That was still visually different because it was a different concept. It wasn't just human. I just... I just don't know. I suppose Inside Job... I compare it to Futurama, personally. Yeah, well, one of the guys looks exactly like Fry. Because he's got orange hair. Yeah, that's true. He's a also, bit dumb. You've got sort of... You've got a robot in there, a talking robot. Yeah, and an alien. You've and an alien a and... dolphin man. And the guy who voices the dolphin man voices Bender in the... Yeah, he renders... Oh, damn it. He voices, voices so much. Yeah, it's called voice acting, Dan. Yeah, I know, but he's in so many things. He's in Disenchantment as well. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, because he's friends with Matt Groening. Yeah. I need to finish fucking Disenchantment. It gets better. It, gets, it does get better. I never finished season two or three. It, like I said, it gets better. The more you watch it, the better it gets. But it's it's a long journey to get there. I don't think it's mm. entirely worth it. But now I've actually seen it, I will watch the fourth season. Speaking of things that we don't want to watch or don't want to talk about anymore, welcome to our new segment. We finally found it. No fucking thanks. It's a bad NFT. <laughs> Yes, because we love to do this in this channel, where we just do some sort of weird acronym to make up something else. Yeah. Um, so, we spoke about this a couple weeks ago, but Crazy Frog's back, Dan, and it was for NFTs. Yes, everyone loves Crazy Frog, but no one likes NFTs. No, everyone loves NFT, Dan's. Don't, 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 everyone loves them. Like, except they got scared. <laughs> they, they really, no one liked this NFT news. And so, like, they literally had to pull back on it. So, yeah, people were not happy about this. There are apparently some really big Crazy Frog fans that are very dedicated to not paying money for shitty NFTs. Yeah, so I mean, why, would these... you, why would you want that? 
So these NFTs are expected to drop on MetaBeats on December 23rd, just in time for Christmas, Dan. Mm. I'm not listening to the so, song that goes with it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's the 19th most popular YouTube clip in YouTube history at 3.1 billion views. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't... <sighs> Honestly, yeah, just, they, they, just they, they lied, though, because they said that it would have the penis, like the original song video. But no, none of the crazy frogs have had... None of crazy frog has a penis anymore. That's so sad. It's almost like the world's got two PC to have a penis on a frog. Crazy frog. Yeah. They they lied. They said he would have the penis and they didn't give him the penis. So I will not be spending my money. And next up on the NFT list... There is... Dan, do you know how dead people like promoting things from the grave of like respected people... Like shilling for things that they probably wouldn't shill for in real life, but because they're dead, they have no choice because their intellectual property is owned by a mega corporation. Yeah, it's not good. Dan Stanley <laughs> is, is so promoting bad. NFTs. This is so bad. Yeah. So for championing diversity to embrace new tech, Stan was one step ahead of the curve. To honor his innovative spirit, Stan's first Indian hero, Chakra the Invincible, debuts in his own NFT digital art collection. So, hey, look, this is from the official Stanley Twitter account. Everyone thought this was a hack. And then, turns out it's not a hack. It's a genuine thing that they actually promoted. Very depressing. Oh, I, I like this. The dictionary, the official dictionary Twitter the verb defile was first recorded in the in 1275 to 1325 and comes from the old French word deflauler, meaning to trample on or violate. Good one, dictionary. I then carry on with Twitter and NFTs because there's a lot of them. <laughs> yep. Bob Ross, NFT. <laughs> Another dead guy whose intellectual property is tied up to a uh, mega corporation that won't let his family get any of the inheritance or any of the property. But this time it comes from Funko. You know those Funko Pops, Dan, that everyone loves? Yeah, I want one. I want to put it on my PC. Yeah, yeah. Bob's lo Bob Ross' legacy of creating and investing in the art of painting are values that both Funko artists and fans believe in. We're excited to offer Bob Ross digital pop trademark launching 12th of the 21st no yeah 21st of the 12th it's american so very depressing but yeah that they're, they're doing bob ross funko digital art nfts so hey look if you ever want to know about the story of bob ross and how his legacy got manhandled by the corporation that owns it there's a lot of youtube videos and also a netflix documentary <laughs> and then carrying on with dead guy nfts no, George Floyd is also getting NFTs. Yeah, one is as, as a Joker. <laughs> How have they done that? One of him as a spaceman. <laughs> one of him at the pearly gates with a halo on. One of him as a pirate. One of him as cyborg. <laughs> one with the shirt "Kiss the Cook" and a hat. This at is all so George. disrespectful, you know. Yeah, but that's not going to stop people from paying millions of dollars for him. Because that's just the world we live in. Why did I think of this? Because you have a heart? <laughs> you have a soul? Yeah, true, but still, gonna be money. I mean, yeah, well, you could still sell our logo. <laughs> I look into it, you have to spend like 200 quid to sell it. 
Yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not go more negative on our podcast that we don't make money off of. Let's do McDonald's' approach and say a racial slur in our NFT link. What do they say, Danny? That's now for... Uh, so, Dan, you know what the McRib is? It's is a it pop a culture. Well, yeah, it's McDonald's like sandwich with rib meat in it. Right, okay. Um, it, it, it is the physical embodiment of an NFT because it's only sold at limited times of the year. And so it's got false scarcity. Um, however, <laughs> they basically said the N-word in their... Uh, someone managed to hack into their um, like promotion of it and embedded uh, the N-word in their source. So it's now forever... Uh, the po- deposit in question includes data which, when decoded, reads, Ayo, N-word, give me, gives me some of that McRib. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> and that is now permanently infused in the McDonald's NFT <laughs> code. So, yeah. So uh... they can't get rid of they can't get rid of that, but someone managed to hack into it and change their code. So this was messaged in it. So yeah, McDonald's is not happy about that. Um, I don't. I don't understand it fully. It's a lot of weird tech that I don't understand. But I find that every company who is trying to uh, push NFTs does not understand it and is only doing it because their investors have heard that this is the new hip thing. But they want more money. Yeah, and they don't have to do anything except ruin the environment and put out a picture and not pay their artists. Well, at least Keanu Reeves got the great idea. Yeah, so this is our last bit. This is the bright spark in the world. Keanu Reeves thinks they're a joke and doesn't believe in them and basically said they're easily replicated. And hey, look, the king of the Matrix has finally understood how shit the world is. It's almost like the Matrix already knows. Mm. But yeah, that was just it. Keanu Reeves doesn't think NFTs are good. And the internet has rejoiced at their king basically agreeing with them. And finally, a week where there's no NFT games. Uh, I I dropped them. (laughs) There are more. (laughs) Oh, for goodness sake. Of course it's NFT games. It's always NFTs. NFTs rule the world now. One day you're going to buy a house and then you won't get the deeds to the house. You're getting NFT. Mm. Your whole your whole job will be an NFT. Uh, also, Elon. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, um, yeah. I I'm tired of NFTs. I'm talking of being oh, yeah. tired. Oh uh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the NFT game? I just found the headline. Go for it. Talk about the NFT game. Okay. So, legacy first land sale starts tomorrow. So basically, uh. A guy called Peter Molyneux, who was a very famous, uh, well, is a famous game director. I can't remember what he's famous for. I think he's like, hang on, let me just Google him. Uh, Is making a game that is basically just a business simulator, but you earn NFTs in it. Uh, It is, he created God Games, Dungeon Keeper, Black and White theme. Ah, he created the Fable series, which is like Microsoft's big new game coming out. Uh, yeah. So Peter Molyneux's new game sells digital plot of land for nearly one million. Uh, players invest forty-four, uh, fifty-four million in Molyneux's NFT game Legacy in hopes of earning. Peter Molyneux's NFT game Legacy has already sold five hundred million. Uh, not five hundred million, fifty million of land. 
yeah. So <laughs> he's breaking it in, but yeah, he's made a game that's basically just a building. Uh, the design. Let your imagination run wild on the design table, creating products and buildings from thousands of available parts. Uh, take your original design concepts down onto the factory floor where your army of workers will transform your designs into fully-fledged produce products ready for market. Trade anything and everything with other players from around the world as you vie for dominance of the open market. It's basically just business simulator, but you have to have NFTs involved to make money. <laughs> and he's already raking it in because people are dumb. Well, let's carry on the gaming news. Thank you for the segue that I was asking for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into We've Lost the Controller of the news, and we're going to start off with some good news. So following the report into sexism and toxicity, the head of Bungie, HR, has stepped down. I don't know why you said it was good news, the, and then went and said toxicity and sexism. No, it's good yeah. news he stepped down. It's good news he's, got, he's gone. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, this is a real blow to Bungie. <laughs> it is, I mean, but I, it's good, good job to get rid of these people. Yeah. Well, Activision needs to get rid of theirs quite quickly. But at least Bungie is doing something about it. But it, I don't know why they hadn't done before. I wish they didn't have a toxicity and sexism workplace. Because I like Bungie. I like their game. But hey, I'm not going to support them if they have this sort of shit. <sighs> That's why there's good yeah. step down. Yeah, but it might not just be him, Dan. We need Also, it's just HR, so... Whatever, it it's that... HR's responsibility to sort this stuff out. Yeah, but it's also like, well, now they don't have a HR department leader, so how are they going to deal with all the complaints? Because the unfortunate thing is, these people do exist, and you can't, as much as you can you can try as hard as you can, you can't prevent all of it from happening. Yeah. So you, you just need people to deal with it properly in a professional matter to sort things out, and if those people don't sort out that's when it becomes but a problem. hr department is, for a lot of companies isn't about preventing sex uh workplace sexism and toxicity it's about protecting the uh image of the company itself yeah so they, they always... shut down a lot of uh complaints and do under the table dealings to stop this from getting out to the public <laughs> yeah but that's why he stepped down so yeah it it sucks and Hopefully Bungie can recover from this and do a better job in the future. But hey, look. Let's well, I hope this more... a better future. Also, if this was a problem, maybe they'll make the game better because it'd be a better work environment. Maybe. Hopefully. Well, maybe. A man can hope. You can definitely hope. A man can hope. Speaking of hope, Dan, did you want Tencent to acquire more developers? No, I did not want Tencent to become a monopoly. But they won't be classified because that's not really how it works, sadly. Um, but Tencent has acquired the Back for Blood developer Total Rock Studios. So if you like that game, which I never, I played the beta of and was like, oh, okay, it's kind of boring. Didn't really do anything. Um, I know people who like it. Um, this is good news for you because it's now got a cash injection of a big company behind it, but it will probably now have NFTs installed. <laughs> <laughs> all the cosmetic items will all be NFTs. Yeah. But yeah, that's just... Uh, apparently, they're going to ha have a hands-off approach, so Tencent isn't going to fiddle, but I doubt that. They always say that, and then the big company steps in and does stuff. Um, but yeah. Well, talking yeah. about influence... A fan campaign has started on Twitter 
and it's now started trending black out Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah, so it's basically people are mad that uh, Quantic Dream are involved with Star Wars because Quantic Dream has had a bad past of cultural workplace racism, sexism, and homophobia. Uh, oh. Yeah. So, Dan, your favorite game of uh, the robots who want to be free was made by a sexist, racist, and homophobe. How do you feel? Well, I still enjoyed the game. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks, but, I mean, the game was still good. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's just kind of like Star Wars fans are not happy about it. Uh, so the head of the studio, David Cage, has a history of disgusting behavior, especially towards women and the queer community. The Star Wars Eclipse reveal had me really excited, but we will not be covering the game whilst Cage is involved and we support the fans behind. Hashtag Blackout Star Wars Eclipse said, Star Wars Explained, uh, a YouTuber who I follow, uh, and a bunch of other people are... Not happy about the fact that this studio is making a Star Wars game, even though Star Wars fans are <laughs> probably the most sexist, racist, and homophobic people. <laughs> I in think terms it's of more likely just a vocal minority. Oh yeah, I don't doubt that, but I'm like, I reckon those people are going to jump on this game like the fucking plague and go, hell yeah, someone we can get behind. To be honest, it will suck. Well, the game's good, I'm still going to get it. <laughs> which is i know is not the right attitude to have but at the end of the day i mean it does look really good yeah it's like i'm very interested in it but it is just a cinematic trailer so i don't know how it look gonna look gameplay wise well hopefully they can you know sack the hr department or whatever and get better yeah but we're getting a lot of people finally speaking out about all of this and it's good we just need um people to stop doing it and then we'll be in a position of good world it's fine to talk about it but we need people to actually stop doing it and now let's go on to twitch's new unsubscribe feature i had a good segue i was gonna say talking about there's a divisive new things okay do it talk about divisive new things new twitch unsubscribe unsubscribe feature receives mixed response from streamers yeah i don't know what this is this is just a thing now they just so Twitch has implemented a new feature that allows I can't read this because I have ad block on. Dan, you read it. <laughs> so you can now see the reasons your community submitted if they didn't renew their subscriptions. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> you stop showing your tits in the thumbnail anymore. God damn it, I'm leaving. Yeah. So people aren't. Ha I mean, I think some people are happy about it because then they can see. Oh, so this isn't working. I need to change this whatever but then also the internet is a dark place and twitch streamers notably female twitch streamers are very um hot tub stream i was gonna say what's my word positioned likely to, to something you're likely hate. to is susceptible very susceptible to abuse from this <laughs> oh yeah you didn't show your tits i'm unsubscribing i didn't see you in a hot tub anymore i'm unsubscribing um, you didn't fart into the microphone. I'm unsubscribing. Well, apparently now, whenever you unsubscribe, you've got to, you've got to give a reason. Oh. So, some of the examples Wait, are... so does that apply to um, the Prime subscription? I don't know, maybe. I mean, that happens with Amazon. Because I only ever use the... F I only use the Prime free subscription because I don't fucking want to pay continuously to multiple streams. <laughs> it's probably not a good thing to say, but I'm, I don't have money to 
continuously pay. So I'm going to support them the way that I can, which is the free Amazon Prime thing, but I ain't going to give yeah, multiple... I don't think they get as much, as much from time. Time? Prime. Yeah. Sucks to be them. What yeah. the fuck do they want me to do? <laughs> um, but be grateful, I'm even thinking. Here's the, but here's the most common... I think these are all the options. There's financial reasons, manual, renewal, viewer yeah. schedule, other scammer schedule... No, that's not right. Streamer schedule, one month at a time, change payment method, or bad interaction. See, the thing is, I watch a lot of American streamers, but their time zone difference between the UK and America is vastly different, so I can never really watch any of their live streams. So I'm just like, well, kind of just sucks in terms of convenience, so why would I watch? People in support of this new feature are now saying, if you don't want to look, don't look at it, don't complain, it's, it's useful for people who do want to know. Hmm. Although curiosity does kill the cat. True. I mean, YouTube has taken away its dislike button, so curiosity. But you can still look at who hates you. <laughs> how many dislikes? It just means other people can't. It's stupid. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting how, how divisive this is. Everything Twitch does is divisive. It's like they put one feature in and everyone complains. They put a new feature to backtrack on that feature, then everyone complains. It's just, it's the same with YouTube. Every time they try and make a change to the platform, everyone hates it or loves it or hates it or loves it. It's just a thing that you got to deal with. Because nothing on the internet is subject to non-criticism. Yeah, and now let's get on to the (coughs) specifics of the gaming news. And we're going to start off with Sony. Sony has Mm -hmm. now got customization, finally, to the console and controllers. The new colors for the controllers have arrived next month. And they're going to have the new PS5 plates. Yeah, so I can finally change my PlayStation from a white console to a black console or a blue console or a purple console or a pink console. I think that's it. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. These colors look kind of hot, you know. Yeah, I like them. I was like, ah, I'm going to go black because I like the cleanness of the black PlayStation. But I'm very swayed by maybe the dark purple or the light blue. Yeah, these colors, like, they've done a good job. These are good ones. Yeah, I'm very tempted. I'm just like, oh, I need to get these. I will be getting them. I will be I will be buying the official plates. But me looking at this, never... I'm thinking, huh, why did they go white? <laughs> <laughs> because then they could trick people into going, I'm going to buy all of these new face plates. Make them hate their original console because they, they know they're going to buy it. And then when they offer you the alternative to the white you'll be like oh finally something i can buy and support sony with and i'll get the benefit of having these nice new black plates or these blue plates or these pink plates to be honest i think you're actually a hundred percent spot on yeah because if it was if they actually released a black console and i bought the black console i wouldn't care about changing their plate yeah but it's because they got white plates that everyone wants to buy alternate plates I mean, they'd still. I reckon people would still want to, even if they had black. But it would only be the ones that have like uh, characters or like special designs on that people would swap for. But they would be very niche, and you wouldn't be able to get broad appeal. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they sell. Hmm. It will probably sell out. I am. I'm. I. I uh, got invited to the PlayStation <gasps> Five limited event thing that if you're a loyal customer you get access to their uh purchase on their website thing and i didn't bother because i already have a ps5 twice (laughs) because i was like 
hey, look, I got an email. Their first event crashed and they had to reschedule it. And then the second one, I was like, oh, this is an inconvenient time. I'm not going to bother. I already have a PS5 and I didn't know anyone who wanted one. So I was just like, eh, don't need one. So I hope everyone got one. Yes, I'm going from Sony to Xbox. Xbox has finally revealed what has caused the Red Ring of Death. Yeah, it was uh, stress. Yeah, so it, apparently it was caused by people turning their Xbox on and off too many times. Yeah, it was... Um, well, that's what they said. But it's basically the like ports or something. I can't remember what the word is, but something in the console, every time you turned it on, it caused like st- a stretchy thing in their visual representation. I watched the documentary. I'm going to talk about it. Well, and the heat caused it to expand and then it contracted. And-, and then it contracted and then it basically over time that... Sp- caused the problem and then it broke but, and then it was like ah what do i do it's all broken and then yeah. the only way to fix it is to repair the console and then apparently um xbox lost a lot of money from these repair scheme because they repaired it for free oh, yeah it was 1.5 billion or something like that yeah it was that like, it was like that's so much money yeah i, I watched the documentary it, 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 it generally i'll talk about it we'll talk about it but we got to talk about Big brownies first. Yes, we're going to go on to Weird Wacky Wonderful World. I only got one topic this week, which is the world's largest brownie weighing at 150 pounds. Yeah, it's a big boy. <laughs> or if it's you're not American big... and you want to know what it is in kilos. Craft uh, Confectioners for Mary Med in Massachusetts recently baked an 850 pound record breaking cannabis infused brownie. Oh, it's cannabis infused. Uh, of course it is. Yeah. It's also 385 yeah. kilos. Well, it's a weed brownie, Dan. That's why I said. That's why it's weird, wacky, wonderful. Oh, I didn't... It I, said mm. world's largest pot brownie. See, when I saw, heard, saw the word pot, I just thought I meant cooking pot. No, no, no. Ah. No. I'm innocent once again. Actually, uh, in total, the brownie included 1,344 eggs, 250 pounds of sugar, 212 pounds of butter... 5.3 pounds of vanilla extract, 8 point, uh, 81 pounds of flour, 2 pounds of baking powder, 3 pounds of salt, and 120 pounds of cocoa powder. So that is a big brownie. <laughs> it's massive, dude. If you look at the picture, it's just crazy. Yeah, it is big. Oh, for the giant one, including the 20,000 milligrams of THC. So I reckon if someone ate this, they would die. Because you don't eat multiple weed brownies, as I've heard. Because the, uh, the, uh, what's the fucking thing? The THC is a lot stronger in food. So your hallucinations get worse if you eat multi- more of it. So, yeah, so I don't know. You need to be you careful. And you felt no effect from it. Yeah, but I think I can't remember what it. I think you the if you if you do that, but then it doesn't kick in, and then you um, so you eat more, and then you get worse because you've eaten more, and you because you you don't with us uh, I guess a cigarette like thing where you I, you can tell I do weed, <laughs> <laughs> cigarette like thing. Um, you can uh. You you get the smoke and the va- and you get I don't like that I'll I'll take a moment to but with food you're like yum 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep eating but then you consume more than you need your hallucinations get worse honestly watching you explain how weed works is the funniest thing and it's make a clip of this 
This might be my first <laughs> clip I've made on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell I do drugs. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Don't do That's drugs, kids. <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> this is what happens. You forget how it works. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Let's go on to uh, tech time and science shenanigans. We haven't got a lot this week, but the metaverse is once again in the news. Who would have thought? Yep. And the old, the age-old problem of sexual harassment is once again back because people are just horrible and sexual harassment in a video game is now easier to... Uh, what the hell are you doing? Uh, but yeah, uh, basically... Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse launched in America and Canada and instantaneously someone got groped and Facebook's response was, hey, look, we had a safe feature where you can put yourself in a protective bubble and that should solve the problem of people trying to touch you. That's so weird. That's so weird. Why is that happening? <laughs> because damn people are creepy. What is wrong with you in the head? Honestly. So Why last week, Meta... Do that. Uh... uh Basically, in an uh, rebranded in an attempt to distract people. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, Meta launched in Canada and the US uh, for anyone over the age of 18. Horizon Worlds is Meta's first big step towards building a new version of the internet called the Metaverse, where the physical and digital worlds come together. Your avatar floats around with up to 20 people, and you can play games, hang out, and build custom digital environments. You can also group people. Last month, a beta tester told Meta that she had been randomly groped by a stranger on Horizon Worlds. Later, she posted her experience in the Horizon Worlds beta testing group on Facebook. Uh, sexual harassment is no joke on the regular internet, but being in a VR adds another layer that makes the event even more intense, she wrote. Not only was I groped last night, but there were other people there who supported this behavior. Meta's response to this uh, a bit of casual racism blaming. An internal review concluded the beta tester should have used a tool called Safe Zone that users can activate if they feel threatened. The tool essentially sticks you in a protective bubble and stops people from interacting with you until you come out of the bubble. It's the digital equivalent of telling women that if they don't want to get harassed while walking down the street, they should just stay home. It's the old-fashioned misogyny repackaged for the digital age. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like victim blaming. It sounds like you're telling the woman no. off. For that one. Yeah. Hey, you. Why didn't you put yourself in the protective bubble? Let's not fucking tell this man to stop groping you. As much it's as... It's your fault. They worded that so badly. Were they saying, oh, the woman should have done this? How else do you prevent it? <laughs> like... You ban the players who do it. Yeah, of course. You need a reporting feature, but you can't prevent it. If you, if you know what I mean. That's the only way you can prevent it. You Dude, how do you a... prevent it in real life? You can't. Shotguns. <laughs> it sucks. Shotguns. Yeah. But, yeah. It's just dumb and I hate it. And the world just sucks. But, yeah. It's just Facebook's response is just, yeah, your fault. Fuck off. It's just dumb. Just have a ban feature. Well, you can't just ban people straight away because that can get a hand break. Yeah, you can. That, no, but how do you know? You have to have a report feature that has to be looked at a certain person and say, There'll oh yeah, they should be record. All they have to do is have a video record feature for yeah, every yeah, moment. So and then have, we... have a video record feature, then report it. That goes to an actual person. The actual person goes, oh yeah, this guy's a prick. No, and it'll go then... to an AI, Dan, because it's Facebook. Huh? It'll go to an AI because it's Facebook. Yeah, and I know. They'll go, oh, yeah, that's fine. You can't fine. ban anyone you see down the street. Because you just go, oh yeah, I don't, I don't like how they look. And just ban them. 
No, but you have a report feature to yes, ban I'm saying, them yes, if they've that's, done. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah, I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, you seem to be very on Facebook's side. I'm not on their side. I'm just saying you can't just have a straight ban feature. <laughs> I would. I don't care. Banned. <laughs> just ban everything. You touched me, banned. Could you there get you like, go. a 13-year-old little shit who just started banning everyone? Who just... Dan, it's for 18+. plus. Oh, yeah. Can't have 13-year-old little shit. That's definitely how it works in the whole world, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, I've never experienced meeting a child on COD or anything like that. Yeah. And you definitely didn't go to any websites when you were under 18, did you? What? No, never. I don't know what Pornhub is. What? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's go on to some final bit of news. Yes, final bit of news. Intel is poised to build a $7 billion manufacturing facility in Penang, Malaysia. Yeah, just a lot of money. Yes, is this a... Is um... this to help build chips? Yep, chips. The trouble is, Intel making more chips doesn't really help anyone else because Intel usually just makes chips for themselves. But now you'll be able to get Intel stuff easier. Yay, because Intel's the one we all want. Definitely. Uh, yeah, they're, they're basically doing it to build semiconductors. Yes, good old semiconductors. The semiconductor shortage and silicon shortage is still drastically down. TSMC, Intel's biggest competitor, is also struggling. Yeah, it's it's going to be a while before this is even built. So, Well, I think the current estimate is end of 2023 for it to all go back to normal. Yeah. It's long. Oh, well. I have a PS5. I'm happy. Well, I don't think PS5s are too hard to get hold of. I mean, if I wanted to, I could have got one this weekend. Could you have that? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too bad. It, it was £600 for a bundle, and I was like, um, I don't really want what's in the bundle. And I don't really want a PS5 at this minute, so... <laughs> Wait till place, uh, Spidey's Boy comes out. Yes, well, I was debating it for the new Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights. Mm-hmm. Because I think those two games have got massively high requirements. Probably. And... I can't get my hands on a new GPU to save my life because any GPUs that do drop are not at RRP, mm. like ever. But at least consoles are. They are at RRP when they drop. Yeah. So I might get one to play those new solo games, but we'll wait and see. But that's the end of our news stories this week. You've got something you'd like to recommend? What would you recommend? Uh, I watched the Xbox docu-series on YouTube. The power on the story of Xbox thing. It's pretty good. I learned a lot. They aren't afraid to show their failures. Um, they did a whole segment on how they fucked up when they revealed the Xbox One. They uh, did a segment on how they fucked up with the Xbox 360 Red Ring of Death, which is how this uh, article that we were speaking about earlier happened. Uh, they showed a bit of like how the expectations of Halo were so high, and the the fact that basically they had to try and impress Bill Gates to get Xbox to even happen. And there was another internal uh, studio that wanted to make the game console. Uh, and the fact that they managed to make something that booted up in about like eight seconds, rather than how long Windows normally took to boot up at the time, impressed Bill Gates. And that's basically how they got the job. Um, yeah, it was very interesting. A nice insight to Xbox if you're a fan or some... They also have, like, uh, ex-PlayStation heads talking about stuff like that. They have Bungie uh, develop, like, the head of Bungie at the time come in and talk about how Halo happened. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's how um, Phil Spencer basically become the f became the figurehead of Xbox. 
after the uh, failure of the Xbox One launch and how Phil Spencer basically took them back on the direction to be good and how like he spearheaded Game Pass and all of that and made it focus back on gamers rather than media entertainment. It's very interesting. I'd recommend it. There are about 40 minutes, six episodes. It's it's a little bit of a commitment, but... I was going to say, it sounds like Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, this is way more interesting than Hawkeye. And I'm not even a big fan of Xbox, so I'm just like, yeah. It was just nice to see, because they, they don't shy away from their uh, negative side. Like how they, how the Red Ring of Death fucked them, how their launch of, how how Sony basically trounced them with the PS4. Uh, yeah, they they generally don't shy away from some of the more darker sides of their history. And I'm, I, I want this sort of docu-series style for a PlayStation, because I want to see what the opposite side was thinking at the time. It's very interesting. Well, maybe. But, did mean, you also, they were going to, instead of actually making a console, they were going to try and buy Nintendo. Oh, really? Yeah. But Nintendo were just like, nah, fuck you. We ain't selling. And so they just went, oh, fuck. We actually have to do this on our own because they didn't want to, they didn't want to build it internally. So they were like, we'll buy Nintendo and have Nintendo build our console for us. But Nintendo didn't want to sell. So it's quite interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I recommend it to anyone. Well, there's nothing I want to recommend, so that... Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man. Check out TBO last week for Spider-Man Review, and go watch Spider-Man. I also recommend Spider-Man. Huh? Yeah. I also recommend Spider-Man. Are you going to watch it again but this week? Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> very, very tempted to. But yeah, that's that's it for T- TFE. Yes, well, thank you very much for listening. Go check out last week's TBO, as I've said, and go check out other episodes. Yeah, we've got a Christmas episode coming up this week. Yes, is that Scammer Town 2? Yeah, Scammer Town episode 2. Yes. On Christmas Day. Yes, Scammer Town episode 2 coming out Christmas Day. So if you haven't seen the first one, go watch the first one again. To we have our miss Spider-Man review out. Spoiler already. And we've got our Arcane review coming out Wednesday. Um, yeah, and then I don't know if we're going to be doing a TFE next week. But we'll see how much news there is. We might be taking a little break. We're, we're unsure. Yes, I'm hoping we do take a break, to be honest, because it'd be nice to get some uni work done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have uni, so I'm, I'm happy to do whatever. But anyway, but we'll, we'll see. thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hopefully. Maybe. Maybe the week after. Who knows? <laughs>